so. Okay, so it's the, what's the date today? 12th. The 12th of July. Uh, and after a few weeks break, I'm coming to the, the kind of, the, not the end of it by all means, but the final teaching of living in your inheritance. Yeah? And I think it's probably the fourth or the fifth week that we did it, a couple of weeks ago. And it started off with us recognising that Jesus died, was buried, and was resurrected from the dead. And what he did with, with it started off with a, a scripture from John, where Mary was waiting outside the tomb, and he thought, she thought Jesus was the, the gardener. Mm. And she went up and says, Rabbi, Rabbi! And he says, whoa, hold on. I haven't ascended to the Father yet. Don't touch me, please. That's a paraphrase. Mm. And what happened was, Jesus, in front of their very eyes, was raised up into heaven and took his blood and took his blood in, into the heavenly tabernacle and poured it out on the mercy seat, on the brazen altar. And when doing that, he was fulfilling so much prophecy, completing salvation's plan in so many ways. And these are some of the things that happened. He initiated a new covenant when he did that. He defeated the enemy. I enjoyed sharing about that. Again, it will be on these new podcasts going up tonight, hopefully with Lewis and Richard doing that. He purged the heavenly holy of holies. He he received the inheritance. He became the mediator of a new covenant. He established a new priesthood because with a new covenant has to come a new priesthood and he opened up a new way to God so when we're talking about the cross here we're talking about the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus all of that unless we specifically talk about the crucifixion or Calvary itself and I think this is another good point to remember is that when we're reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, that they are in the New Testament. But actually, it's Old Testament teaching. Mm-hmm. Jesus has come, and he is the fulfilment right, of the Old Covenant. So he came to fulfil all righteousness and prophecy of the Old Covenant. So when we're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, it's not new covenant teaching. Right. Because that didn't start until Jesus' blood, after he was resurrected from the dead, was put on the very things we talked about just. That's Amen. Listen, the church don't preach this. <laughs> For the whole, 65-70% of the church doesn't know what I've just said to you and would say, what are you on about? This is the truth. Right. And we're new covenant believers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Amen. And we become them by faith. Because we confessed with our mouths and believed in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Romans eight, Romans ten, eight, nine and ten. So today we're talking about the 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 package was about living in your inheritance. Today is the inheritance. Okay. So, receiving an inheritance has nothing to do with effort. It's nothing to do with performance. Mm. It's clearly said in the scripture that it's a gift. That's right, it? It's passed on. Hallelujah. Those who receive an inheritance are called heirs. Hmm. Spelt different, yeah? <laughs> and a heir is someone who received his allotted possession by right of sonship. Okay. God gave a promise to Abraham. I've got things going on. Romans 4.13 says this. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Are you going to put that up, Rich? For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through righteousness by faith, or the righteousness of faith. So the, the promise wasn't given to Abraham. It wasn't given to his seed, but it came from God as a gift that we receive by faith. Such an incredible incredible gift kind of linked to what I was saying earlier this evening you cannot be an heir listen and be sick mm. if health and healing is in the inheritance you cannot be an heir and be broke if Prosperity is within the inheritance. You cannot be an heir if you're fearful, anxious or depressed. If a sound mind is in the inheritance. Mm. Do you see what I'm getting at here? We're looking at that little spot again. Because mm. in there is health. It's sound mind, it's prosperity, it's all that. And that's in us, don't go to sleep, James. You're nodding away there, kid. Listen, all these benefits are within the inheritance and given to us all as a free gift. 
you understand that? All these gifts that we've got are part of the inheritance and being given to us already. <coughs> Romans 4.14 says, For those who are for if those who are heirs are of the law, yeah, then faith is made void and the promise of no effect. If you can earn this stuff under the law, then the promise of faith having all this becomes void, it becomes of no effect. But the promise isn't of the law, it's by faith, it's a gift. This is what changes. This is the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Listen to this, I love this. The law voids faith because the inheritance cannot come through effort or works. Don't you just love that? Grace is a higher law or a higher power than the law, should I say. It is, in, it is in a completely different class altogether. The law, when it comes in contact with a leper or leprosy, says, get out there, keep away, hide yourself. Because we're all going to catch it, it's contagious. Mm. That's what the law says. Mm. Grace says. Yeah. Mm, that's it. And take the leprosy away. That's it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a oh, what a difference. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Do you know in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, mm. how many people were healed? What does it say? What does the Bible say? Everyone. All. And he healed them all. <laughs> How many of them were Christians? Not a single one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Grace steps over the boundary. Amen. People are being healed today by God and the people haven't got a clue that God stepped into their lives and trying to make it better for them. Yeah, crazy. Sometimes sinners believe better than believers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Get rid of all the stumbling blocks because believers are sometimes too clever for their own good because they've done the one, two, three, four and five requirements of following God according to the Bible. And they're saying, well, I've done them, but why can't I get healed? I've done this and I'm still sick. Well, if you think doing them is going to give, qualify you to being healed, then you're doing it all under the works again. Mm. You can't live holy through the law. You can't be holy in the law. It's impossible. Mm. Really good this is. Stay with me. We have the Apostle Paul 
given us a picture of law and grace. Two sons who represented two covenants. Mm. One covenant was a covenant of works and effort. That's right. Rituals and toil. And the other covenant is fulfilled by grace and gifted to those who believe by faith. Galatians 4, 22 to 26, Richard. I would like 22, which for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. Yeah. One represents the covenant of works, one represents the covenant of faith. Next verse, please. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he was of the free woman, and he was of the free woman through promise. Galatians 4.23. Carry on, Rick. Next verse, please. Which things are symbolic? For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is of Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with the children hold on their image. Everything you hear Paul saying there, and Paul, if anyone knew the Old Testament, he did, okay, showed us that a law came down from Mount Sinai, that's the place where Moses got lost for 40 days and 40 yeah. nights on two occasions, and God wrote the law and brought law into effect. Yeah? Now, Ishmael was the fruit of Abraham having a relationship with Hagar which he shouldn't have done he was trying to fulfill God's promise on him for God what a man he was okay? and he's caused such a lot of problems mm. mayhem going right back to the times of Abraham going right back to the times of Israel today going right back to do with the Christian and the Muslim. It's, it's, in, it's here today with us. But Sinai gives birth to bondage and it's talking about Jerusalem being under the law. The child of the law will also always persecute the child of grace. Let's go to the next verse, Richard. The last verse was about Jerusalem. Just go back one verse again, so keep it in context. You come forward, and to go back. 25 and 26, Richard, yeah. Well, this is Hagar of Mount Sinai in Arabia. 
and corresponds to Jerusalem which now is and is in bondage with the children they're under the law the current Jerusalem that we see is under law but God gave Jerusalem to Abraham through the promise by faith by grace that's why Israel can't take Jerusalem now because they're trying to take it through the law and it wasn't given them to the law it was given them to given the, uh, to them through grace everything that the natural Jerusalem stands for stands for law and it's people in Jerusalem these days are in bondage verse four, uh, 27 is prophetically talking about the um, the babies losing their lives we'll move on from that it's not pertinent with what I'm trying to get to here so verse 28 428 now we brethren as Isaac was are children of the promise yeah verse 29 but as he was born according to the flesh then but as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit even so it is now and this is what I was saying to you just the children of the law will always persecute Mm, the children of grace the law religious religious people don't get on with grace they're trying their hardest to get where you are and they're working hard to get in there and when you turn up and say well hallelujah God's pleased with me hallelujah I'm washing the blood I'm accepting in the beloved I said, you know you're not, because you haven't done this and done that and done the other. I said, well, no, I haven't. But Jesus has. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not coming to God in my strength. We're not coming to God in our strength. We're coming to God because Jesus has fulfilled all righteousness. And if you like, the fulfilment of 2 Corinthians 5.21 that we, we hear a lot get rid of the here yeah? he knew no sin became sin so that we who are and were sinners have become the righteousness of God in him the transfer has taken place that's why religious people are highly annoyed with this message of grace mm. Amen. go back to that Richard please And it, and it says there in, in young ago here, Richard, in Genesis chapter ten, was it? Where Rebecca saw Hagar and Ishmael taking and scoffing over Isaac, talking about him and laughing, and because he was thirteen. Ishmael was and Isaac was just a baby and she was giving them loads of stick and she says get that person out of here get her out she don't belong with us anymore she's not a part of who we are religion is not a part of who we are no bondage pointing finger he's going again James (laughs) is not a part of who we are that's right 
we're, we're part of the grace you know that's, this is what it's all of this is who we are Islam doesn't doesn't receive anything of the Apostle Paul this is why the dilemmas are such a problem they don't recognise the revelation that's come to him from God and it's not logical they can't grab hold of it they need to fit it in their boxes and it won't happen right Galatians 4 verse 30 nevertheless what does the scripture say exactly what I'm saying to you and Paul's reaffirmed this cast out the bondwoman and her son for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman verse 31 so then brothers we are not children of the bondwoman but of the free Amen. hallelujah Get a get our next verse, Rich, will you? Galatians five one. We say this a lot at church. Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Christ has made us free. Now, he has. But in the context of what we're reading about and what Paul's writing about. He's saying, Christ has made us free from the law. He's talking to the Jewish believers and saying to them in the context of Galatians, saying, you are not a part of this bond woman, or the law, or Mount Sinai, or all the natural stuff in the world. You are now a part of God, received by grace. And stand fast in that freedom. Stand fast in that liberty that Jesus has paid for. Don't go back to the law. We use it in lots of other ways. We broaden out its meaning. Don't go back to the bondage of the drinking. Don't go back to the bondage of the smoking. Don't go back to the bondage of the whatever it is that's a weakness. And in context of it all, it's okay, it works. Don't go back there because God has made you free. But in the context of Galatians and where Paul was coming from, he was talking about you, Israel, you Jews, you've been redeemed from the law. God has set you free. Don't go back. Yeah? So we've got to receive these inheritances. We've got to take them. Or we've got to get them out. Because, and listen, we may have been given the package of our inheritance, yeah. but we're all receiving them differently. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Different people are moving in different areas with more faith than you. But you're moving in different areas with more faith than them. So the... the um, the range of benefits from your inheritance that God's given us are going to benefit you in a different area to me going to benefit you in a different area to Tony and you're going to flow and we're, we're all going at different ways different strengths do you know what I'm saying Lewis? yeah? Mm-hmm. so it's going to benefit us in different ways the process being you're not weak when it's not happening then we're all not coming together because we're not robots 
We'll receive him from God and have individual relationships with God. Completely amongst ourselves. We're all different. And don't you know God knows it? Don't you know he knows where we are? Don't you know he knows where you, you've got some blanks? Incredible scripture right now. <clears throat> Exodus 23, which verses 25 to 28. We're talking about these gifts coming to us and how to work them out, yeah, as individuals. Right. It says this. Exodus 23, verse 25. It says, So shall so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless you and bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. That's talking about inheritance. I'll fulfill the number of your days. I'll send my, my fear before you. I will cause confusion among you and all the people whom you come and make all your enemies turn their backs at you. And I will send horns before you and shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hivite before you. That's God pouring out the promises of God to us. He's always been the same. Listen to this. We all inherit, but we don't inherit in the same measure. Exactly what I'm saying to you, right? The promise of God to us, yes and amen, but you're going to pull something from the promises and work with that. And it's going to be different to your brother or your sister. And you're going to see people growing in different areas to yourself. This is really important. Because we expect it to happen like this. I want it, I've got it, it's mine, bam. But we've got to bring it out, we've got to work it out. We've got to go into, there, into that room again. And, and understand it and work with it and get the word and get an understanding from it. Get verse 29, Richard, and 30, please. God understands this. Look, I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Because the change is so difficult and the change comes so quickly, it's going to leave you with a problem. Next verse. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Little by little. God wants to give you your heart's desire. But if you're going to dump your heart's desire in front of you right now and you're not ready for it, all you're going to do is squander it, you're going to miss it, you're going to throw it away, you're going to mess it up, you're not going to use it, you're going to devalue it. It's not going to be beneficial to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So, he's going to give you a little future years and to grow. You're going to drop something in your lap chains that's going to satiate you and motivate you. You're going to take it there, Mark. You're going to give it a little mm. bit of something, but you're on your journey. We're on the way, on the path, working towards the goal. But we're learning to deal with it. 
day by day. The outcome at the end of the road is all that you need and want that God's promised. But we'll walk in the path little by little. So when something comes, I've got the personality and the character to deal with that. And that grows me. And then, again, I take what's been given and walk with it and grow in my character, in my personality and value it and walk. And then it, it becomes into a bigger place, a bigger responsibility. Do you see God's wisdom in that? Mm. Phenomenal. Genesis 1.28 says this, leave this one, return, put it up. You, you should know this, or kind of anyway. It says, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and then have dominion. This, this is a process. Yeah. Come into the world. God said what? I'll go in, be fruitful, and the fruitfulness come. And they're multiplied, yeah, yeah. And then, with the multiplication, they were able to subdue. After the sub- the filling the earth, they subdued it, and then took dominion. They couldn't just take dominion. They couldn't just do that. It wouldn't have worked. It has to go through the process. And I put Mark four down on, the, on my notes to say, well, seed time and harvest. You know, you don't suddenly put a plant in there, go and make a cup of tea and come back and pull the fruit off the tree. Mm. Do you know, it doesn't happen. There's a process. The seed, in time. And harvest. And that takes time. And we are seed, time and harvest mm. in our lives. We are seed, time and harvest. But the process, little by little so we don't, we don't need to be anxious because Joe seems to be growing in spiritual spirituality more than me and quite frankly so and so isn't doing it so well and I'm alright because I'm not as bad as her <laughs> and oh dear, mate, I don't know why she comes to church you know mm. we haven't God's put his potential yeah. in we have the inheritance, it's in us. Yeah. And if we're loving him, if we're delighting ourselves in him, then he will bring the desires of our heart on the journey as we grow and walk into the fulfillment of our heart. Even accidentally, then on purpose, because we just we want to focus on him. Mm. We'll focus on the healer and not the healing. When we focus on the healer, healing comes. And key to this, and it's probably the most underrated gift of all the inheritance that we've got, is that we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm. Amen. That makes us 
accepted, but we are qualified for all yeah. the promises of God. He's qualified us. He is our qualification. The only reason you're not get, you can't get these things is if you push them away. You're not interested because mm. they're going to come. Well, we got to go through the. I know we're learning. We're living and learning with all this. Um, there's a, a bit more that I'm not going to get to finish so what I'm going to link this to the next communion service and uh, tonight do you understand that you're on a journey your inheritance has been handed to you it's in you mm. Doesn't matter where you are, as long as you know in yourself that you're connecting with God, that you're building up a relationship with Him, that you're growing in grace and knowledge, that you're willing to take the things that you hear and learn and make them effective in your life, in our lives. And we can get that growth to happen. Then God's going to show us and we're going to be so blessed inside and out mm, of what this Christian life is all about, what God's got for us. I remember years ago at Millpool Hill Church we used to go to prayer and care groups and there was a time when the different prayer and care groups led the meeting, do you remember mm, that? Yeah. And um, it came to be our time, I used to go to a prayer and care group just round the corner from where I live. And um, yeah, it was peculiar, but peculiar because I was a rebel. And the time came that we were running the meeting and I, I got voted in along with someone else or two other people to give a 10 minute or a 15 minute word, it's the first time I've ever done this. And, uh, man, I've got something that God showed me. It's this, it's this scripture I'm going to read in a minute. Um, and I don't know what else I'm going to be saying there, I can't remember. But I remember panicking like mad. I was in absolute pits. Just frightened, scared. It was intense. Um, and then someone said something that I really remember. You don't worry about making a mistake. We love you. And that's what I really want to come out to all you guys. When you're sharing your word, whether it's here or in the disciple evangelism, don't worry about making a mistake. We love you. But this is the scripture. <clears throat> And this is my prayer right now for you guys, okay? So now, brothers and sisters, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. 
right now. I just want to thank you, Lord. Mm. In our private times, as we spend that quality time with you, that we're built up, that the word of your grace edifies us. And we will walk, or begin to walk, or carry on walking in the inheritance that you've placed in us. Lord, we give you the glory and the honour. We thank you, Lord, because you've just got good things for us. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen.